After the guys spent the summer preparing for their first two years, they were met with some success, lofty expectations, and disappointment. Matisse Thibel joins the show to complete the roundtable. When did these three feel like a part of the elite company that is the Seattle-Tacoma basketball family? This is Husky Hardcourt from Sports Illustrated, Husky Maven. I'm Trevor. I'm Jake. And Noah is celebrating New Year's Woo-hoo! as we speak. Chase, Martin, and Short. Those are actors and they all played movies together. Uh, oh, 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 uh, three amigos. Yes, sir. Chevy Chase, Martin, uh, Martin Short, no, nope. and uh, yeah, yeah, and Steve Martin. Yes, very good. That's a good one, right? I love a. I love that movie. B. We are the three amigos. Yep. So there it we is. We got it. That one's good. Do you think Noah would have gotten yeah. it? You think so? Uh, no, no. It's oh, before yeah. his time. <laughs> it's before our time. Before our time. So, therefore, it's way before his time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> As of right now, I don't think Noah can answer any questions. It is 12.37 a.m. Israel time. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's having himself a good time. He just texted us like four minutes ago and said how much fun. He, he was having way too much fun. So, good on him. Yeah. So, Jake, this is uh, our second segment of our round table that includes Noah Dickerson, of course, David Crisp and Matisse Thibel. Matisse Thibel joins a little bit late. He was uh, getting some treatment with the 76ers. But if you haven't listened to the first installment with just David and Noah, I would suggest you go back and find it because it is great radio talking about what it was like to first get to Washington and the rooming situations and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, And now, of course, we're going to get into their freshman and sophomore year. Are you ready? Now, you two contributed your your freshman years. You both were in the rotation quite a bit. However, the the real focal point of that team, other than the two other freshmen who ended up leaving Marquise and DeJounte, was Andrew Andrews. Um, And at some points during that year, he was pretty unguardable. Um, Yeah, he was a bucket. (laughs) No doubt. Holy cow. So when he got into those zones, there were a few games where um, Washington how State. Would you... Washington State. I remember that Washington State. Oh, give him the ball. Like, what do you mean? Is oh. that what you guys are talking about on the bench or on the court? Is just figuring out how to get yes. Andrew the yes. ball as much yes. as possible. Man, but I for, I don't remember how many he had that game. But at that point, it was like forty-seven. Was yeah. Like, oh, give him a screen and let him go to work. He's hooping for senior. He was hooping. He had like forty something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hooping. absolutely. Oh man, he was to this day. Was... I just told him the other day. I just told him like I just talked to him recently. Oh, me too. Telling him like, man, just to be real, he was literally probably one of the hardest dudes I've ever had to guard because I'm coming in my freshman year and like and uh, like you know, you just not really you know you know you see you see the guys you know when they're playing, you watch them on TV, you see the games and. um you know, it's one thing to see, and then you get out there and you you play against it, you experience it, stuff like that. And man, it was practices. I'm just like, yo, this dude, what do I do? Like, because he was just strong. He could shoot the lights out. His decision making was, you know, it was uh, that last year, man. It was just, it was at another level, man. So it was just like, man, this dude is legit. Yeah, and so in those practices like that, David, what was the best time that he got you and maybe the best time that you got him? Um, best time would probably be 
he was I wouldn't say it was at one exact certain time where it was like really bad, like I remember like on one move, but it was like <laughs> it was times, man, it was like he'll just come down and just drive hard and then get the body into me and just a, a bump get me all the way out the picture behind the back. Pull up good. Every time I'm like, oh my God. And it was just like, and then I remember I, I finally did it. I used the move on him, hit him back with it. I'm like, okay, I got to get that one down for sure. But it was just like, man, he, it was like, if you don't, if he shoots it, it felt like it was oh, yeah, uh-huh. It was like, yeah. man, I can't, I can't let him yeah. shoot. It look, every shot looked good. <laughs> and when he'd come over, you know, some of the, the, my favorite play of his career was when he stole the offensive rebound away from, uh, the guy from SC to make the win- game-winning land. Um, when he's doing stuff like that, when he comes over to the bench, what are you guys saying to him, and what are you guys saying to the rest of the team? I mean, he is. I mean, he is senior. Right? I mean, that's what. I mean, he, we were freshmen. He was a senior. That's what he does. You know what right. I mean? This is, this is what he did. He was a. I Andrew Andrews was like like I can honestly say that's my. I, David said he just talked to him. I talked to him too. Um, not too long ago, because he always checks in on all of us, looks up how we're doing, stuff like that. He, he he honestly was a real great leader for us as a, when we came in as freshmen, because like he he really like showed us how to work and how you know how college was. Like he was he he did a really great job of that. And uh, and like even even like now, like there's times me and, me and Andrew Andrews used to get into it and practice it and stuff like that. But like in retrospect, now I think about it, like everything he said was was right, and like it made me a better person and a better player down the line. Like he was, like he he really he was a he was a great senior leader for us. Awesome. Uh, and then of course we get to the end of the year, um, and there's rumors and speculation that Marquise and Dejounte are are uh, thinking about going into the NBA draft. What conversations were you having with them at the time, and um, kind of what was the vibe around the team at that point? Well, first off, when Matisse, Marquise was top five, I knew he was going. Ain't no conversation, but you go. Right, right. I mean, he went number eight, which is amazing, top ten. Like, but no, you go. Like, you can't. No, you go. Like, you go for that. Like, you go. And, uh, I mean, they were hooping. Like, you know, like, go, y'all about to make your dreams happen. Like, Get, go go do it. Go get it. Right. And it was like, because I've been so close with Baby Boy. Like I've known him since third grade. And um, it was always, you know, that's the goal. You know, that's what everybody, you know, that's what you dream about. That's why, you know, you want to, you know, you're trying to get to the league. You know, you obviously got to go through college. But it was like, once he started getting the talk and it was like, okay, this is looking like a for sure thing. This is looking like, oh, maybe lottery, like for sure first round. It's like, you can't pass that up, you know, because just life is uh it's such a short window of time that you have to really capitalize, you know, yeah. give everything you have to this game and stuff. So it's like when you got those opportunities and moments, you there's you cannot purpose it willingly just pass them up, you know. And and it's hard. And Keith, on the other hand, Keith was more of like a one of the stage. Started playing basketball when he was when he was um he didn't start, you know, he wasn't playing basketball for long right you know, he started when he was like 16 or whatever it was and um and so it was like in case is a big kid and yeah. he's like he loved he loved you know all of his you know the brothers and the brothership we had and he loved you know college and stuff like that and he like wanted to stay but it's like 
man, what are you going to do when you're, you the lottery's yeah, calling your name, so go. it's like, <laughs> you got to, you go. so obviously, you know, we want the best for, you know, for any, anybody, so it's like, you get to put your family and support them in the, you know, in the best way you can, so it's like, why not? Yeah, exactly, like, go, go that, do it. Man, that's a really selfless way to look at it, because, you know, from a fan's perspective, I remember talking to a buddy like, man, if they decide to come back, this team is would be scary good. Um, your guys a sophomore year. Um, but, you know, just the way that you guys look at this is it, it's a brotherhood, regardless of you guys are playing together or not. Yeah, um, and yeah. I think that's something really right. special. Yeah. yeah most definitely. Right. Because think like knock on wood, obviously, like imagine we begged we beg one of them. To, they're supposed to be our brother. We beg them. Bro, stay, stay, stay here. We'll be so good. You know, next year we can do this. We can win these championships. And say, he say one of them gets hurt, and it you know it changed the direction of their career. Yeah. And it's like, how are you gonna feel? How are you gonna feel from that moment on? And that's supposed to be your brother. And it's kind of like, uh, I kind of contributed into that to the staying part. But you know, it's just it's tough. There's definitely pros and cons. Mm-hmm. But you know, we definitely want just want the best yeah, one. Exactly. I mean, look now, like I watch all their games. You know, like when the Spurs are on, I'm watching. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching Marquise and the Warriors. You know, I'm watching. Yeah. You know, the Sixers are my team, so I'm. You know, I'm watching them. You know? I don't know about. I can't watch Utah because you know, you know, you know how Utah is. But, I'm watching the Sixers. I mean, they're, they're doing all right this year. But you know, it's like I said, it's a brotherhood, and like we're all we're all supportive of each other. And we all, you know, we all want to see each other succeed in everything we do. That's awesome. Now, you guys have been through one year at Washington, and um, Noah, you've become an adopted son of of Seattle. Um, obviously, David, you you've grown up there. Did you start to feel like part of that hoops community that had been churning out players um, before you guys? Well, basically, yeah, I do think we uh, we were a part of that type of group just because we'd be hanging around those guys so much. Like our summertime uh, pickups and open gyms are probably the best in the country when it terms of pros and great players playing in one gym all the time. And uh, and the the best part about our open gyms is there's always teams coming up next. So, like, you don't want to lose because you have to sit, and nobody wants to sit. It's not like we're having two courts or anything. So, like, I, 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 I do, I do, I do think so. Like, I do believe that we thought we were. Uh, I mean, we are a part of that type of group, the top tier Huskies. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. You know, it's um, that's the thing. You know, with the with the Seattle basketball community, it's like it's kind of just like a just a, you know an unspoken rule that you already know. It's just you look out for the next guy. And uh, it's like that in Seattle, Tacoma. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, you just look out for the next guy because everybody knows the struggle you're going through. And um, and everybody knows, uh, you know, they know that this basketball can give you endless opportunities, man. Like, just obviously playing, being able to travel the world, connections you make and everything. Like, basketball literally, you know, can change your whole life. So it's just like a – just looking out for the next guy and just whoever you're cool with this guy, boom, you meet him. Uh, you guys, everybody's all connected now. And so um, they always just try to welcome guys in with uh, with open arms. You know, from the first day I met Jamal, I met Jamal back when I was in sixth grade and I was playing AAU. He was sponsoring a AAU team I was playing for. And um, 
think the mall I met that day was the same mall he is today. And same with Will Conroy. That's um, that's funny though, because you know I met Jamal. First time I met Jamal, I was in seventh grade, and he I walked into the Atlanta Hawks practice with the owner. (laughs) Oh no, kidding! Nah, yeah, and like I met him again when I came up for the Tony Roten camp, and he was like, and I and I told him the scenario. He said, "No, I remember you." And then, he, and it was me and my brother. He's like, and so I, in my head, I'm like, eh, all right, whatever. You know, he's just saying that. You know what I mean? And then uh, somebody else told me, he said, nah, because some, somebody asked him once we walked to it, do you really remember them? He was like, yeah, because it's not, not, not very often that two black kids walking with a white billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, man. He's, he's the same. Like, everybody's so genuine and everybody's so real. You know, that's what really, um, that's what makes it so that makes it like that. So, you know, from the, from the jump, they welcome me in with open arms and it's not like you, you know, guys just fall out of connection. Like you might not speak every day, but that connection, you know, that bond, it's always going to be there. So it's, um, you know, once you, everybody's all connected in and you guys, you know, get to talking and stuff, playing together and stuff, you know, that connection is there, you know, for the rest of life. So guys. Hey, Matisse, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> Bad time. <laughs> so, Matisse, we're, we're kind of like in the – we just ended our fresh – talking about our freshman year. Okay. Uh, you, you you missed the story about KJ. Oh, man. <laughs> Which one? We got a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, the one uh, when he was – we got us kicked out the weight room. Cause he oh came up to, uh, when he came up to Shapiro and was like, did you buy this house? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Did you... <laughs> David, say it again because I didn't even remember it. You remembered it completely. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, excuse me, did you invest in this home? Uh-uh, because I own it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, after that freshman year, um, we're d- oh, by the way, hi, Matisse. Uh, I'm Trevor. It's good to meet you, man. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, uh, after your guys' freshman year, did you feel like that you had arrived and become part of this Seattle Hoops community with uh, homegrown guys like yourself and David, and then the guys that come before you and Noah, who's an adopted son of Seattle. Was it at that time that you felt a part of it or was it previous to that or after that, or just kind of where you felt at that point in the grand scheme of Seattle basketball? From I'd say at, after freshman year, cause I mean, I don't know if, if David's commented on it, but like in, in high school, like, I hated him. I hated like most Seattle Hoopers. Just like, I was from, oh my gosh! I did not know this. This is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like, I was, I was, oh, yeah. I was from the suburbs. <laughs> I was playing for like the Catholic school in the suburbs, and we would play like all the city teams. So like, I was never really accepted by like Seattle Hoopers, and like I never really was a huge fan of them either. So like, after, like after that freshman year was when like I really started to feel like okay, like. David's not that bad. DeJounte's not that bad. Like maybe we can be <laughs> okay, this is the comment here. What was the moment that you realized that maybe David was okay? I, we were, oh, man. Me and, the amount of time me and David have spent together in the last four years, I, it, it, probably had to, it probably happened while we were rooming together in Stevens. Probably Lord. one of our bike rides. <laughs> oh, yeah. or something. Uh, we were talking about that, oh, too. God. 
please talk about that. talking about that too. Them hot, them hot summer nights. No, it, it had no use to sleep in the guys room a on a beanbag in front of the yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about that too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hot summer. Yeah. Let me give you a brief, a brief backstory of why Matisse really, you know, doesn't like me. But no, nah, we we definitely hated each other. And you know, like he said, he was at you know he's like Catholic summer school, and he had some teammates that were problematic <laughs> with us, and um, he was you know very guilty by association as well. And it was just um, we played them in we played them four times my senior year, and and uh, yeah, we we, we took you didn't, all four. You didn't unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't like to mess with them. But yeah, and then we get on campus, and what do you know? We're living together, and you know, from then on, the rest is history. It was like, man, this. I always tell them, like, man, I, I'm so surprised. I never would have yeah. guessed, like, we would get this close and everything, yeah. man. Man, that's really cool, David. On the other side of it, I guess it's when you guys were living in Stevens that you guys really um, were forced to spend time together and, and figured out that you guys were going to have to get along, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like we we would ride bikes and stuff and class and like my bike, y'all remember how, my bike boy, y'all remember how everybody's bike got stolen? Like, y'all remember that? Oh my everybody's everybody's bike, everybody's bike. Bike. everybody's bike got stolen that before the summer school ended. School hasn't really started yet. It's, by the end of summer school everybody's bike was gone. So it just one by one, your guys' bikes got snatched, huh? Just getting picked off left and right. <laughs> left and right. Oh, man. School didn't give you guys, like, bike locks or nothing like that? The bike locks didn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> the burglars were, were better. Oh, yeah. That was take the tire. Awesome. Well, uh, so let's kind of move into your sophomore year. What was your guys's, you know, did you guys host uh, Markel Foltz as he was coming to town? Or what were the conversations around uh, one of the nation's top players coming to Washington? Yeah, that was, um, I hosted uh, Markel on his visit, me and Baby Boy. And um, it was, uh, I remember. it was like, I remember when he came, we had ran on his on his visit, and I'm thinking there's no way this kid is gonna come to the school. And I'm like, because we didn't, it wasn't it wasn't a punishment. It wasn't you know it it wasn't it was just random. Like we just did it. So like, bro, like bro, what are you doing? Like he's not gonna come here. But like, but like you said with Noah, man, that the, the people you meet and the and the, the bond you make and. The, the genuine people, man, just brings you Boy, in. Stock, do y'all remember Coach Romar's face when he saw us running like that? <laughs> y'all oh, remember God. his face? He was so concerned. He was like, wow, I can't believe you just did this. I don't care. I can't believe they're doing that right now. Like, I can't believe they're doing that right now. <laughs> he was so, so it wasn't Com- Coach Romar that uh, told you guys to run it. It was one of your no. one of your other coaches? It was Coach Shapiro. Strength coach. Strength coach. Awesome. Coach. Well, getting into your sophomore year, you know, um, you guys went on uh, on quite a losing streak at the end of the year. Um, that was quite, tough, right? Quite a losing streak. No, it was a bad losing streak. It was terrible. We <laughs> uh, it, was pure, it was a pure losing streak. We couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right? No. 
Yeah, I lo- you know what? I looked back at it today, and it was your last win was on January 18th. Oh, my so God. So about a month from now. Oh, oh my God. Colorado, right? Yes. Yep, I remember. <laughs> so, it was a good win, I hope. Um, <laughs> now, what was the vibe in the locker room during that time? How did you guys keep yourselves from uh, kind of imploding on each other in that in that time? Uh, we were cool. Like I felt like most teams would have separated, but like we, we all loved each other as people. I mean, I didn't really yeah. like the teams, but like <laughs> I, I, for, for, for the most part, like for the most part, like we all liked each other as people. And so it just made us like, I um, mean, yeah, we were losing, but it wasn't, we would all still hang out all the time. And like, like we were still hanging out doing team stuff. And so like, it just kept us all cool and together. And like, we never separated. That was the surprising part. That, that you guys stuck together? Yeah, it was like, you would imagine having that year, guys are just at each other's necks all the time and don't like each other at all, like everybody. And, and it was like, it was kind of like you can either do two things when you're in that bad of a situation. You either splinter off or kind of just in a, a weird way bring you, you know, even closer together in a way. But, you know, yeah, obviously the losing just sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, because none of you guys were necessarily used to losing a lot pre yeah. uh, pre your sophomore year. I mean, this was uh, – I'm not I, – I don't know your guys' high school records because I uh, obviously didn't look that up, but – this was probably both all of your guys' first losing seasons. Uh, losing like that, yeah. And you know, like my, you know, I don't like to brag, but you know, my last two years of high school, I only lost like two games. So you know, it is what it is, whatever. But um, <laughs> you know, what I mean? but uh, yeah, by, by far, my 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 next worst losing streak was so far this year in Israel. Like, yeah. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> said, "Oh wow, stop." <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, no, nah, but for sure. But like like I said, like yeah, we were losing, but we was all we were still a team, and we, we knew like okay, yeah, right now it's bad, but we would just, we would just keep pushing on, looking at the future, and what just trying to get better, and you know, finish it out strong. Uh, was there guys that uh, kind of gave up in that season, or was everybody with you guys, or was it just kind of the core of your young group that um, didn't give up? I wouldn't say we gave up. We just knew we were gonna lose. Okay. <laughs> that's probably that's probably the best way to put it. <laughs> you guys agree with him on that? Or... We weren't we weren't getting blown like out right. like in most of those games, which was which was hurt. <laughs> right. Like we got blown out maybe three of those games in that streak, but the rest were pretty you know, pretty close down to the last couple of minutes and then it was like blowing oh, open. Yeah. Like like you know, like we was trying. We was trying. We was trying. Sure. You know, the end of the year, is there any silver in being a young team and getting a ton of playing time, especially when Markel goes out? Um, you guys got to see the ball a lot more. Do you think that that helped your development as players? I think, um, like, especially just looking at, if you look at the team now, like just at how young Washington is this year, a lot of these guys don't have – anywhere near the experience that we had when we were at that point in our careers. And I think that was, that was huge. And the reason we were able to make, like put ourselves back on the map our junior year and then be able to make that run. We made our senior year. Absolutely. No, yeah, for sure. No, the, or the early playing time, you know, 
that early playing time, all of us playing as freshmen, that helps us down the line. But, like, you know, it's huge. No doubt. For me personally, like, when he went out, it was like I I took over the, you know, just running the point full time. And so that was a big – a big jump start, and uh, it was a good growing experience for me going into that junior year when I had to really, you know, um, you know, really run the show. Because if, if that didn't happen sophomore year, you know, it would have been kind of just boom junior year, and that would be my first time really, you know, running the show the whole time. You know, so it was uh, it was definitely a good learning experience. Yeah, and then of course at the end of the year, the guy that brought you there, Lorenzo Romar, gets relieved of his duties. Um, Noah, you've talked to us a little bit on your, uh, interview about this, about, uh, your decision to stay, but Matisse and David, was there co- uh, any consideration of going elsewhere or, um, were you guys, uh, going to stick with Washington regardless? And, and why did you guys eventually decide to stay at Washington? Uh, I know, I know for me, there was, and there's definitely some consideration in, in looking in other Areas and I think a lot of that came from the fact that we had like two weeks. And correct me if I'm wrong. We had like two weeks where we didn't even know who was in yeah. there. Yeah, uh, a long. It was a right. long. And like time. we were just coming in and out of the facility from working out, looking at each other like, <laughs> "Yo, how you doing today? Like, do you hear anything?" Right. <laughs> so I think like in that in that time for me and like my family, it was it was stressful because like you don't know you didn't know who whose hands your future was in. So I definitely can, considering leaving was was real then. But once we once we met Coach Hop, and I think this goes across the board for a lot of us, um, it was it was pretty certain. It was yeah, pretty much a done deal. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm with, with that one. It's pretty much a done deal once you met him. <laughs> yeah. And David, how about for you? Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. It was. Um, I you know I never, to be honest, like I never wanted to leave. Like it was. Just because, like I was telling you guys earlier, I just wanted to be at home, you know, just to put on for the home team. And it was kind of just like when you were, when, I, when we were younger, it was like obviously, you know, you got goals to make it to the tournament, you know, and you got goals that you, you're trying to do. And it was we underachieved, you know. And so it was like, man, I don't want to go nowhere else and do that. But it was like, a, let me just pray about it. My mom said, be patient, see what they bring in, and boom, met hop. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. That'll do it for this segment. Tune in tomorrow for a final installment on their junior and senior year. Tell your friends about the show, rate and review on all of your favorite podcast platforms, and give us those five stars. Check out si.com forward slash college forward slash Washington for more great daily Husky content, including our other podcast, Fourth and Inches, my personal favorite, a Husky podcast dedicated to the Washington Huskies football program. Go Go dogs. Dogs.